You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just based on last night's game and the score that was reported, uh, it sounds like it was a game that was kind of right up your guys' alley in terms of just being low-scoring, tough-nosed, defensive game. Can you tell us a little bit about how it went for you guys last night and, and your vantage point? Yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly, I think that the guys, uh, both offense and defensively, just came to work. Um, and they all, you know, at, put in their best effort, uh, really, you know, gave each other their best looks and, um, you know, didn't, didn't really, um, you know, I just capitalized on all their opportunities. Everybody just capitalized on all their opportunities and just, you know, had a good time. And, and we, you know, it was competitive and it was fun. And um, obviously we, we loved it. All right, we'll go to Dan Raley. He'll be followed by Kim Grinnells and then Lars Hansen. Go ahead, Dan. Well, Terrence, more to the point, but Jimmy Lake tweeted that it was nine to six. Sounds like the defense dominated. Is that the case? <laughs> No, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think that you know each shot each side of the ball had their shots, uh, and uh, I think that like I said, everybody took advantage of their opportunities, uh, and it, and it presented itself in the score. Well, um, if it was nine to six, does that mean there wasn't a touchdown scored? Uh, I, no, I, I, the ball found a way, you know, to get some. It found a way to get some points on the board, so that's what matters, right? Found a way to get some points on the board. All right, we'll go to Kim Grinnells, followed by Lars Hansen. Go ahead, Kim. Hey, Coach. One of the big competitions for both spring ball and fall ball has always been best hands in the room. Can you uh, give us an update on that and tell us who's the leader in the clubhouse? Yeah, we uh, definitely find a way to, you know, keep it competitive in our in our room. Um, that's always been the case here over the years. Um, and, and it's definitely a, a group of guys um, that are up there, you know, competing for the spot, you know. Elijah Moon found a way to get the ball the other day. Um, and, you know, there's, there have been plenty of other guys. Dom Hampton has shown up. Mish Powell, you know, Trent. It, there have been multiple guys that have had an opportunity to touch the ball um, during practice. And it's, it's been fun to watch. You know, that's our job, score to get the ball back. And they, those, those guys take it, you know, to heart. Can you tell us who the leader is? <laughs> I, I, I have to look at that board. I don't really have it on me right now. <laughs> All right, we'll go to Lars Hansen, followed by Anthony Edwards. Go ahead, Lars. Hey, Coach. Um, I know I don't, we haven't had a chance to talk to you. Um, just what, what went through the process of deciding to come back to Washington, accepting the job, and just what has it been like being back on staff at Washington? Yeah, I mean, I, I was so excited to come back, you know, to, you know, to be a part of this program, uh, be a part of, um, you know, the history of the University of Washington uh, football program. Um, you know, just being – able to reunite with, you know, some of the coaches on the staff that were here during my time uh, before leaving. Um, you know, I, I, I was just thrilled to even have the opportunity to be able to come back and just learn from them, to learn and be able to contribute and be, you know, a piece of this puzzle, you know, and uh, I, I'm excited to be back um, and, and thrilled to be a part of, you know, this family. And that's what this place is. It's a family. And if I could have one problem, what have you learned or maybe learned about yourself growing in your, in your game as a coach? in the time that you've been away? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm still learning. You know, I think there's a, a lot that I'm going to continue to be learning over these years. Um, you know, and that's the beauty of being a part of the staff. There's a lot of experience 
uh, a lot of knowledge, um, you know, combined in between all the, all the staffs, all, I mean, all the coaches. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just taking it, taking it all in. All right, we'll go to Anthony Edwards from The Daily, followed by Masvida. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, Coach, uh, what have you seen from Asa Turner so far this uh, fall, and what have you guys been working on together? Yeah, I mean, uh, Asa has, uh, you know, he's a good player. You know, I mean, it's, he's obviously had the opportunity to see some field, uh, see, see the field as a freshman, and um, you see him grow uh, throughout the season, um, you know, as I going back and watch the tape. And uh, he's, he's taking, the, you know, that step in terms of just continuing to grow, continue to learn in um, the position that he's in and, and ultimately to be able to, you know, help this team uh, be, be the best that they can be. All right, we'll go to Masvida, followed by Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Moss. Yeah. Hey, Coach, going back to uh, the scrimmage, and I'm not going to ask you about each individual player, but when you're making that evaluation, how much of were players able to – execute in the situational things you had him in and how are you feeling the messaging whatever that is don't need to know how is that being received by the players yeah you know I mean you know in this room um, on this team you know we we were constantly talking about situational football and I think that you know by us as coaches you know continuing to educate these young men um, as well as we can so that they can you know feel confident when they're out there uh, on the field um, in game-like situations um, that they understand what's going on and um, that's that's what we've really been focusing on doing uh, over these past couple of weeks and and you kind of you, you kind of see it come to light yesterday as the guys were out there really just taking advantage of the opportunities that they had and, and, and really um, they understand the message and, and they understand what is expected and what's demanded of themselves and uh, they really hold themselves to a high standard and you can see that. All right, we'll go to Chris Fetters, followed by Rayleigh. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Terrence, can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Will Harris and how that's evolved and also how you guys have, have figured out how to divvy up the responsibilities between all the different groups within the defensive back room? Yeah, I mean, Coach Harris, man, it's, it's a great guy. Um, he's, he's, he's a great guy. I'm, I'm very fortunate to – you know, be in addition to the staff and, and very fortunate to be able to, you know, work alongside with him. And, um, you know, he's he's doing a really good job in terms of, you know, building confidence in, in these young men that, that sit in this room and, um, and and really brings a lot of energy to the table. And all I'm trying to do is just replicate and, and really match, you know, what he brings to the table. Um, he's, you know, has more experience than I do. And, and I, I just I, I really appreciate, you know, his his authenticity, um, and I really appreciate his his uh, his his attitude and, and his energy that he brings him on, on a day to day basis. All right, we'll go to Dan Raley, followed by Anthony Edwards. Go ahead, Dan. Terrence, uh, on either side of the ball yesterday or last night, who, who had the best play? Who had a highlight that we could uh, that you could share with us? Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, uh, I couldn't really say there was one play that that, that stood out specifically. Um, I, I think that there were some good plays that were made all throughout the scrimmage, uh, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, those guys, um, the players, like I said, they took advantage of their opportunities um, and, and, and it really showed. So, Could you name one or two guys that just did something that, you know, we, we could write about a little bit? 
<laughs> you know, I, I I would I would I would go ahead and say that the offensive defense <laughs> they all play complete. You know, so <laughs> I couldn't really give you a specific name. All right, we'll go to Anthony Edwards, and we'll wrap it up with Masvida. Go ahead, Anthony. Oh, we got one more after that. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, um, Coach Lake always talks about just wanting to score or get the ball back, and just who's kind of been the ball hawk in the defense backfield so far this camp. Yeah, um, I've, I've, uh, as I've alluded to before, um, a lot of guys have had the opportunity to make plays on the ball. Um, they've all rather rather be interceptions, PBUs, forced PBUs, I mean, forced interceptions. A lot of guys have found a way to, you know, make plays on the ball. Uh, you know, I, I, I've already mentioned a few names. Uh, Elijah Moten, uh, Keith Taylor, Trey McDuffie, all those guys have found ways to, you know, touch a ball. Um, and... and it's really shown to be the case all across the back end, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, the, everybody in this room uh, has come with the, uh, the mindset to compete and they understand, you know, <laughs> what's at stake and, and they really just want to make each other better. Um, and, and, and that's why they enjoy um, competing in terms of having, you know, the best hands in the room. All right, we'll go to Moz and then Chris Fetters will wrap it up for us. Go ahead, Moz. Yeah, a little bit far off the beaten path question, but what did you – is there any one thing you implemented since it, this is going to your continued, you know, growth as a coach? Is there anything you want to share that you implemented coming to this season that's new or, or not in terms of your toolbox? Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, coming apart, coming here and being a part of this, the staff, um, you know, they've they've done such a good job um, in terms of you know setting the standard um, and what it looks like, you know, to be a teacher. Uh, to be a coach um, and, and ultimately, you know, to help develop these young men. And I think all those areas are something that I, you know, I have room for growth, at, to be honest with you. So um, nothing specifically, but, uh, you know, I've, I've really just been trying to pay a little bit more attention to, you know, really, um, you know, tackling those areas. Uh, and that's, that's, that's what my focus has been in terms of helping these young men and, and developing these young men. All right, last question for Coach Brown will be from uh, Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Terrence, with, um, with all the guys that you just mentioned, how, how, what are the odds that a guy like Kyler Gordon ends up in the starting lineup against Cal? You know, you know what? I guess we'll find out come November 7th. <laughs> that, that's, 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 that is not, you know, a decision that I'm making or, or, or we're making right now. We'll find out come December, December 7th. And like I said, all those guys, um, you know, are going to be able to find a way to see the field. And we're excited to see them all, you know, contribute to the team and, you know, hopefully do something special. All right. Thank you for joining us today, Coach Brown. We appreciate it. We'll be back soon with Thule, guys. Hold on. Thule, uh, Jimmy Lake tweeted out it was a 9-6 to game last night. Sounds like no touchdowns and a kind of a defensive-dominated effort. Uh, could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, the defense uh... – Played uh, very well uh, last night, but um, you know, obviously, there's still adjustments that need to be made. But overall, it was a it was a good team. Uh, it was a good team effort on both sides, but uh, just a lot of cleaning up to do. Um, but the defense uh, definitely stepped up, stepped up last night. All right, we'll go to Christian Capel, followed by Anthony Edwards. Go ahead, Christian. Hey, Tulia. I know, obviously, in high school, you were committed to USC for a time. I'm, I'm just curious what the turning point was for you that, that led you to sign with Washington in the end. Um, just the, uh, the recruiting class. Um, I was very close with Taki Taimani, um, and they were just telling me uh, all about the culture and everything, and that's what kind of drew my attention. And 
yeah, I ended up here. All right, we'll go to Anthony Edwards, followed by Lauren Kirschman. Go ahead, Anthony. Hey, Tula, you've dropped uh, 31 pounds since your freshman year. Uh, how do you feel just, like, moving around this, this fall? I feel great. Um, losing that weight, that was a huge, huge deal for me because it was easy on my knees and just I feel good out there, very comfortable playing any position now. So I feel good. Now I feel like an everyday lineman. And, uh, yeah. All right, sorry for the delay there. We'll go to Lauren Kirschman, followed by Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Lauren. Hey, I was wondering, I mean, what are the biggest things you learned about yourself as a player last season, and, and what was kind of your focus going into this offseason to prepare for this year? Um, one thing I, I learned was just getting that experience, you know, coming off a redshirt year freshman, not playing a, a lot or at all. Just getting that game time experience is – was a, a big help, and I just – I felt good, you know what I mean? It's just not uh, already knowing, taking what I I learned from last season and just trying to work on all the things that I didn't do well that I could uh, improve on and still improving the things that I, I'm pretty – I did all right. So I think the biggest thing I, I, I took away is just um, experience, honestly. My apologies for this. That was Lauren that asked that last question, I believe. Uh, we'll go to uh, Chris Fetters and then uh, Mike Varell. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Tuli, you mentioned um, your friendship with Taki is one of the reasons you came to Washington. What is it about your friendship and, and, and the connection between the two of you guys that have turned you into such a great pairing on the defensive front? Because you, you guys look like a natural uh, when you're paired together out there on the field. Yeah, um, well, basically – uh, we met at the Poly, uh, Polynesian Bowl. We actually played against each other in high school. And after that game, we kind of kept in, in contact and really got to know each other at the Poly, uh, Polynesian Bowl. And uh, I, I was just uh, telling him that I was kind of iffy with USC. And, you know, he just – he told me exactly why he committed to uh, Washington. And ever since then, like, always been looking out for me. And uh, same with him. I always looked out for him and just kind of bonded like that. So – just everything's natural. It was just all natural, uh, us meeting, so. All right. We'll go to Mike Farrell, followed by Tony. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, um, I'm wondering, you know, with your with your frame and your physicality, was it always football for you growing up, or were there other sports before football? I played a little uh, t-ball growing up. That was about it. But, yeah, due to my size, I was mainly just football. So, yeah. All right. We'll go to Tony, followed by Christian Capel. Go ahead, Tony. Hey, Thule, um, what, what sort of effort uh, diet-wise, workout-wise, did you have to put in this past off season to get to the weight that you're at? Um, main thing for me was just cutting out all the fast foods. Like, it's just, especially as a college athlete, it's just the easiest thing to do, uh, easiest thing to access is uh, fast food. So just cutting all that out and just trying to eat at least three meals a day and making sure I'm getting the right, uh, putting the right uh, things in my body which is a huge thing for me. And then just <clears throat> working out is just trying to go even harder and working out on the things that I uh, that I need to improve on, like with my knee, like getting my knee strength and all that. So losing weight was like the main thing for me. All right, we'll go to Capel, followed by Dan Rayleigh. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, I was wondering um, how you would describe the role that you're playing on the interior defensive line, which which positions you, you kind of line up at and just sort of what your responsibilities are and, and how the coaches 
kind of envision um, using you this season? Well, right now, it's still still uh, trying to play everything right now, trying to see exactly where I would fit um, with the scheme. But I say a lot of um, no's right now. But, you know, I'm still trying to show the coaches that I could play uh, every position, to be honest, on the D-line. So uh, I wouldn't say there's no set position, but just working out uh, everything. So, What do you think you're, you're best at on the D-line? Um... It's hard to say because I haven't really got a lot of reps at all the other positions, uh, like three techs and playing like outside kind of. But for the most part, uh, I say uh, I feel most co- most comfortable at those. But honestly, I'm I'm ready to play any position. So I'm trying just trying to prove myself. All right, we'll go to Rayleigh followed by Fetters. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, when Levi opted out, what what was your reaction to that? Were you surprised? Did you think now I'm going to play a lot more than I envisioned? What would you think? Well, first I was uh, very happy for him. Um, it was a it's a great uh, step for him, and uh, he was actually my roommate, so he kind of let a, let me know kind of ahead of time. So I was just very happy to be honest. Um, wasn't really thinking about myself. I was thinking about his future and. Uh, it's going to be a huge step for not only him, but his family as well. So, All right, we'll go to Chris Fetters, followed by Kim Grinolds. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Tuli, uh, saying that, what, what kinds of things have, did you learn from uh, Levi, maybe on and off the field, that you, that you feel like you can take moving forward that are going to help you improve, not, not just um, your technique and things like that, but maybe also uh, leadership and things like that, mm-hmm. because I know you are considered one of the veterans on that line now. Well, one of the biggest takeaways I take from Levi is always constantly getting treatment, always making sure our body is uh, is doing well, you know, a couple of nicks and a couple of bruises and scratches. So always making sure my body's – I put my body first and getting the right treatments that I need to be able to uh, play on the field. So that was my biggest takeaway from him. And as a leadership role, um, just trying to be more vocal, basically, and lead by example. That was something that he did great last year, so stuff like that. All right, we'll go to Kim, followed by Mike Farrell. Go ahead, Kim. Coach Malloy will occasionally put out pictures on Twitters of barbecues and dinners outs at his plates. Uh, can you kind of give us an idea what those outings are like and who is it when dinner is served that you don't want to be behind in line? Um, well, first of all, when Malloy has that, it's – we're always honored to go over there because he doesn't have to do that and he just looks out for us. So he's a very good, he's a, <clears throat> he's a, he definitely blesses us with that because it's a very good food. It's not like it's bad. It's, it's very uh, delicious, but somebody I don't like to stand behind is um, probably Taki. All right. We'll go to Mike Varell followed by Tony Castricone. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, just on a, on a similar note, I know you mentioned that the hardest thing to cut out was the fast food, and I'm wondering what was the hardest fast food item for you to cut out? What do you miss the most? Um, McDonald's, because there's one not too far from the stadium, and it's always it's 24 hours. So that's like the main thing. It's, it's cheap, it's easy, so that was probably the main thing, and I, I definitely miss me some McDonald's. <laughs> All right, we'll go to Tony, followed by Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Tony couple things, Tuli. Um, what are you studying? And um, 
t- tell me a little bit about some of the other guys behind you in the room that, that maybe don't have as much experience, but how they're coming through camp. Um, well, what I'm studying right now is I'm a major in American ethnic studies. So that's uh, what I'm majoring right now. And as of uh, the guys behind me, uh, we have a lot of redshirt freshmen uh, that's going to be playing a lot this year. So just to name a few, I'm pretty sure uh, Tui is a guy that's up and coming. Uh, Jacob Bandez, Noah Nalu, um, Draco Bynum, who's actually in my class. They're all playing, uh, playing great right now, and they're all um, getting ready to get all those snaps. All right, we'll go to Chris Fetters, followed by Dan Raley. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Tuli, was really curious on, on kind of your initial impressions on fall camp from the perspective of how they're run with Coach Lake running things now as opposed to Coach Pete, uh, you know, the energy levels, kind of how things are done. Can you give us some insight on, on kind of your first reaction on, on how things have changed maybe a little bit under Coach Lake? Um, I feel like it's kind of – Similar to Coach Pete, you know, there's a few uh, changes, but I mean, practice, to, to be honest, is very similar to how Pete, Pete used to run it. There's definitely a lot of a lot of energy, definitely, and uh, Lake kind of lets us, you know, be us, kind of like he likes let us be free on the field, you know. And uh, I say that's probably the, the biggest thing is there's like a lot of energy, a lot of guys, you know, actually being comfortable, like playing their style. and. That's, I feel like that's like probably the biggest change.